Welcome, everybody, to the Balakias podcast. I am your host, George, and I'm joined by my friend, Tom. Say hi. Hey, how you doing, guys? Thomas here. Joining my buddy, George, for some talk on power tonight. I'll leave it to George for now. Yeah, more specifically, Power Book 2, Ghost, the uh, new spinoff series from Power. <laughs> um, it's very intriguing. Uh, this is going to start off on the first um, segment for the Balakias podcast, uh, Telekias, where we go into more than just uh, football or basketball. So let's jump right into things. Um, so this show is basically formed around Tariq St. Patrick, Ghost's son, and it's kind of forming a story about how he's developing to his father without him even realizing it all the time. Um, so if we want to jump right into episode one, uh, we first see that Tasha says that Tommy was the one that uh, killed off Ghost. But in reality, uh, you know, Tasha ends up uh, spilling the beans for no reason that like, oh, yeah, I was the one that actually told Tommy, contradicting herself, saying that she was actually not involved in any of the decision making of the organization. <laughs> she can't right. keep her story straight. <laughs> Dude, so like, I don't know, I found what was really interesting early on, it's it's very much a story about Tariq St. Patrick, you know, in the aftermath of his father's murder uh, by him himself. Uh, so hopefully our audience has has seen power. You know, they're not watching book two before the original, but um, <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert. So what I, I thought that was really cool, like like you said, George, um, he doesn't always realize that. I mean, he doesn't want to believe that he's turning into his father, um, but that's just the way of things. And, you know, he gets to that school, um, you know, and he's he's kind of a mess. He doesn't he's kind of wandering around. Doesn't know really everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And he he joins the canonical studies class for the sole purpose of obtaining, you know, the the ghost trust fund, Uh, you know, like graduate early, (laughs) take this canonical studies class and get get hold of the money. Right. Because the the main idea is he's trying to help his mom. you know, get off of um, going to jail. And so uh, I remember episode one, you know, Davis McLean, he goes to him, uh, you know, he's kind of a, not the best of lawyers uh, per se, but we can get into that later, of course. Um, but, you know, he wants a liquid 500 K up front, you know, and even with, uh, you know, ghosts knowing the game of, of the drug business, how, is he going to do that? So that, that was kind of like the, the first episode, um, you know, like that, the, the whole thing going on there. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting first start to a new show. You know, it was funny, especially at the end of that episode when he says, I want the liquid 500 K Reek. So McLean asks Reek, he's like, what does your mother know that I don't know? Or what do you know about your mother? That yeah. I don't know. And then he goes, I just got you the biggest case of your career. Just, <laughs> just completely ignores the question. Yeah. And he knows that that's like, he can't argue against that because the name Davis McLean is not really known that we know of until that case, you know? Well, I thought he was like somewhat of a good, like, it's not like he's like bottom of the barrel and lawyer. Yeah, no, by no means. But, you know, you just, you didn't see him in power is what I'm saying. Right, yeah. Uh, so he's just kind of a new addition, as with some of the other characters that came aboard. Um, I mean, there's a slew of characters in the first episode. You know, Tariq is introduced to the Monet family, uh, the Tejadas, yeah, 
And yeah. then, uh, you know, him at school, you know, you got Jabari, you got Carrie, uh, the professors and advisors Braden. and whatnot, Braden, um, Lauren, yeah. and actually it's kind of cool. Like I was reflecting on the season and Braden in a way is like the new Tommy. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Lauren is kind of like the Angela 2.0. I don't know. Well, I think, I think Braden, and then there's one other person I'll bring up later. That could be Tommy. Cause I, yeah. I think, I think it's like, two counterparts that live on oh there's definitely multiple ghosts <laughs> in this season <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. um so also in episode one uh now that you bring it up there is a scene where tamika asks sax now that you brought it up actually it just it sparked a thought in my mind yeah tamika asks sax if he can prove that reek is uh innocent um and he actually can't or not that Reek's innocent, that, that Sax is not um, at truth at the night of Ghost's death, and he mm-hmm. can't. So this just, like, leverages McLean even more into having the upper hand in the case. You know, it was, it was interesting because Sax pins it on uh, – he wants to pin it on Dre, you know, and then you have that whole thing with Tasha at the end in court <laughs> where she uh, she confesses that it was Tommy Egan, like you said earlier, and it's just like a series of unfortunate events for Tasha. I mean, as much as I feel bad throughout the show, I also, you know, I, I, I wanted her to go to jail. I wanted all of them to go to jail, honestly. Why? I mean, Tariq, Tariq most of all, but. Well, this is like watching The Sopranos. You like, they're the anti-heroes. Like, you don't want them to go to. No, we're, we're watching the show to... for Tommy. All right. <laughs> Maybe you, because you're the exact same name well, as him. <laughs> well, Tommy is actually. You know, he's not in the show. Okay. And, you know, episode one, he's on. He, you know, so. So but, uh, I just wanted to say one thing. So before we get to the Monet family or Monet's family, uh, the Tejadas, yeah. the um, you, you mentioned Dre. Uh, me and Tom, <laughs> there, there was always this funny scene from all of season six <laughs> because it was literally the same episode 10 times. Well, each episode they played <laughs> that same scene of Dre being in, in St. Pat Ghost's office, and it, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you have if, you, <laughs> okay, if you're so, watching this, you got to go look it up because it's pretty funny. All right, to give the better recap of it, because you know we're just excellent at it. So, uh, Tariq walks in uh, to Ghost's office with Dre, <laughs> and Ghost goes, "Tariq, what are you doing with your little friend here?" Uh, um, Dre, and then he's like, uh, yeah, he wanted to speak to you. He's like, Tariq, go wait for your little, uh, I can't say it on the air, but Tariq, go wait for your little, uh, no, no, no. First, he was like, first, he was like, um, Tariq, that's an enemy. You don't conspire with my enemies. Now, you're my enemy. And then he was like, why don't you go wait for your little friend outside? So then Tariq follows, and then, you know, it's a, it's a series of ghost roasting Dre for being, you know, the underling and, you know, never being. The and boss, it's like just the, ghost on his high horse where he's just like, yeah, it is. that's right, Dre. Forget me. Like the helpless little dude you are. He's like, because you always need me. Always have and always will. You need me more than I need you. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that saying, it transpires into the, the, new, the new show because Tariq needs Monet's family. You know, if he didn't have that, where would he be? He doesn't have product. He needed product to move. Uh, that he starts to move, you know, he makes that deal with um, with Stern's husband later on in the show. You know, yeah. they start the app. 
but that's more, you know, later on. So we can get there. Yeah. Um, stats. I mean, and then the last thing from episode one, you see when he goes to Zeke's house for the first time, meets the Tejada family, mm-hmm. um, you know, Zeke's house just seems like it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, it just seems like a fun time. Reeks just kind of, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, but then after you see Kane kind of go wild at the end, because like somebody uh, threatens, uh, oh, you know, that's my girl or whatever. And then Kane, who then reveals like instantly to me, I was just like, all right, this is Tommy 2.0 because he automatically just wants to like result to violence. And then Monet has to kind of calm him down. And like, I think uh, who's the cop again that she's like affiliated with? Oh, um, you know, she's, she has a thing going. Yeah. He, she has a, they have a thing going together. And, uh, he shows up up sporadically throughout the show. I mean, to me, the only reason he was really, you know, he, he just, I think he loved Monet in a way, in a way, um, versus, you know, she's just using him as a pawn, you know, an inside man, uh, you know, who's a cop and can get them out of trouble when they need to. So it's kind of a classic example that's seen in a lot of shows, in my opinion, like, you know, the inside man sleeping with the mom or whatever. And, um, yeah. So episode one was really good. It was, in my opinion, like it was a nice start to the, the series. Um, but at least for me, and then you can say you, um, for me, I wasn't really excited too much after episode one. I was like, all right, you know, it's going to be probably a mediocre show. Uh, because especially because we don't see Tommy and, you know, it's just different not having Ghost. I don't know, like, because I would have said the same thing if we left off with Tariq at the end of season three or four of Power. But, like, those last two and a half seasons of Power, he, like, he just became, it's not only, like, becoming Ghost 2.0, but it was just, like, he has something different about him where he's just, like, I mean, he's not totally like his dad in the fact that you know he had a better lifestyle growing up theoretically and like um in terms of circumstances and he's also like a really like book smart kind of guy which his dad was too but you kind of you kind of see more of it with him i don't know it just seemed more intriguing like it didn't seem as predictable i think yeah that's true in a way Tariq is a very smart kid you know he always comes up with these gim gam solutions and uh you know you saw that in ghost but not in a way that you see it with Tariq because i mean he's he's you know he had a better upbringing like you said but i think he's also learning the same way that a ghost learned on the streets you know yeah. in this show for sure yeah. uh we can uh, move on to episode two now um so first big point from that so tasha's talking to uh, McLean and Paula, the other attorney that that's uh, hired, and she accidentally reveals that Jamie's real name, like street name, was Ghost to mm-hmm. Davis without realizing, it. and like they kind of like pause. Yeah, pause, pause. Yeah, the most annoying character in the whole. Oh, she show. comes in later. Oh, don't get us started. Um. So yeah, she does that. The future. Um. But more importantly, after that, um, Tariq still can't uh, get a hold of his book schedule because he doesn't finish reading great expectations and the professor calls him out. This was, yeah. 
was yeah. this was this in class or was this the the thing like where it was just him and the teachers no i mean that was like the you know him just joining the class where they confronted him in in person and he hadn't read the stranger uh he you know tried to bs his way through but he didn't um and then you know the great expectations those during class you know he came to class late and you can just see the the buildup of him just not being able to handle everything that he thinks he can you know because he's also roaming with zeke he has to do his homework for him basically ensure he gets a's because if he doesn't pass and stay on the basketball team then you know that's kind of it for Tariq. that was the situation um as Stern says, if you don't uh, if you don't play, you don't stay. <laughs> yeah, and then um, the big thing in episode two that I can remember is uh, <laughs> Rashad Tate for governor. He's back. Rashad Tate. <laughs> He's, uh, he actually he gave the eulogy there at um, in Ghost Funeral for a bit. Pretty sure. No, no, he was he was attempting to right. He like because Tasha gets out of the car, and then. Uh, like, and then oh, doesn't Reek, gotta... yeah, Reek, Reek steps in and then he does it, yeah. Yeah, because Tasha was had to be cuffed to do it and they're like, this is not a good look for the case. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's all that thing with, you know, Professor Mogram having the vigil for um, Ghost, you know, kind of initiation to make uh, Tariq feel more comfortable with the class. And then he shows up and he's, he's not having it. He just doesn't want to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I don't know that there's that whole early party scene with um, Braden and, you know, his older brother. And then the cops show up and they were trying or the security, they were trying to shut down the party, but then, you know, Braden's brother and him were like, Oh, you know, What's you know last we kind of, we kind of built this school, you know, we funded the whole operation. So you can't really Weston. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the last thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was... You just kind of get a look about how annoying Trace is going to be for the foreseeable future yeah. of the show. It, it's so funny, the the Braden-Trace dynamic. You know, Braden is literally Tommy. He's, like, overreacting in every scene, and he's always screaming. But it's, like, it, weird, though. He's <laughs> the fit. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because he's actually responsible for the most part, Braden. Yeah, I guess. Like he's not as he's he's willing, like he's loyal, like Tommy. But he's not like he's not like uh, wild in the sense that he's just gonna go aimlessly do something like Kane. And yeah, that's what I thought. Like that's why this like that's why like we'll get into it in a bit. But the whole business at school is getting it's like staying low key. Um. Yeah. And then uh, remember how they had um, Tasha needed to get that pill for the inmate to befriend her early on. And then, you know, uh, Tariq, Tariq, since he's with the Monet family, he, you know, makes a plea to get Monet to give Tasha a burner. That way they can communicate. Um, And then, yeah, there's that whole thing where Tariq, Talks about his father at his funeral. He says something like he's he was a complicated man. Um, which, you know, those scenes when Tariq's in the spotlight with the public. <laughs> he always says stuff that it, it's like it, it comes out of nowhere. It's all ambiguous. It is ambiguous. And like 
how he acts episode to episode, it doesn't align up with what he says about his father. It's just all for show. You know, he's he's doing it for uh, the sake that people are watching. They want to know about James St. Patrick, but not Ghost. You know, well, how is he going to? I think it's parallel, though. It's like the same thing, because even the way he operated in his political and business uh, atmospheres was the same as his underground career, where it's like, you know, he still like maneuvered with people the same way. And like he always meant to do right. But, you know, he did have bumps and turns and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't think he was really lying, in my opinion. Like, he's just like, this is him. Uh you know, no. some people it was good. Some people it was bad that he dealt with. No, it's not that he was lying. Like that is the truth, the truth, <laughs> like in, in, in some perspective, but just like Tariq is always bashing him. What I'm saying, like when he's not on the spotlight, he's always like, he's saying, you know, I don't want to be like him. I'm nothing like him. Um, but then when it comes to, when it comes time to put him on the spotlight in the public, Tariq is very quick to say something like, you know, He's a complicated man. You know, he was a good man, stuff like that. Well, two things. One, I think it's for the case of the trial so that yeah, you know, it doesn't it seem like Tasha did anything to him or whatever. Um, but then also it's like he's he's realizing slowly throughout the show that he is he should have listened to his dad more, like not about everything, but at least about more stuff mm-hmm. because his dad did want better for him. It just wasn't like as evident as it should be because of his bad habits. Mm-hmm. And now he's realizing, like, as we'll talk about later as well, I know we keep saying that, but, like, um, he has these flashbacks and, like, kind of pauses for a moment and then will make the right decision because he knows like, yeah. family will come first or whatever. He thinks about what ghosts would do, and then he thinks about what he would do. Yeah, yeah. And, and what the Tejada family, like, kind of has their basis on, too. Yeah. Um, also, in episode two, we have... Carrie, so her last name is Professor Milgram, right? Milgram, yeah. Okay, and then the other teacher is Jabari. Jabari. Okay. So Professor Milgram, she throws the, am I pronouncing this right? The vigil? for The vigil, yeah. Vigil. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, and it was just like funny, like immediately, because Reek's just like, hey, remember that frat party? Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Like earlier that morning, he's like, dude, come on. I would never go to that. Yeah, I mean, you can't really blame him. He wants to stay off the grid. And I don't know. That's really weird for a professor to do. Well, she's also his advisor. But yeah, it's very... Like, yeah. It's well, kind of that, that just, a boundary. That also ties in with, you know, Milgram and Jabari's, uh, like, their, how they act as adults and especially as professionals. It's, like, very questionable. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are trying to cater to, you know, to because there's not as many kids. Um, there's not as many kids that like have those circumstances that Reek has. So mm. they're trying to like cater to them in a way that will like make them feel like in or whatever. But like you said, that is a very questionable move. Um, last point, yeah. last point I have for two, unless you want to add anything after uh, Reek asks to go for dinner at um to, yeah. to Zeke's house and then Uncle Frank just comes out of nowhere um uh, from the Tejada family and he's like hey I'm out of prison early what's up can I have some food and uh 
everyone's like kind of confused, but they're not really against it. Uh, Monet doesn't say really anything. Reek is just like very critical and judgmental off the bat. And ultimately Monet, like she, um, was it Diana or was it Monet that like asked them, Oh, what do you think of uncle Frank? No, I think it was Kane. He's like, Oh, don't you realize he's so giddy and uh, like he's out of jail quick. He must be a rat. Well, yeah. Which I mean, they end up, you know, they cap him. So yeah, it was just funny. Cause like, I don't know that Kane, whole thing. He didn't even realize it. Yeah. That was a very, I don't know. I, <laughs> that scene, that whole thing with uncle Frank, it was kind of, <laughs> it was just weird. You know, he yeah. came out for all of maybe 10 minutes screen time. And then that was it. Yeah. You don't really see his connection like too much after other than the yeah. fact that he's related. Um, all right, we can move on to episode three. So Tasha is getting a huge makeover from uh, her prison outfit. Uh, she hasn't been able to do her hair or makeup in forever. Mm. And so she gets all done up, and it's like a lot of money and time and effort. And then all that just to have McLean uh, present to her a mock trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Tamika is there it's like the cross examiner um because she has like good knowledge about uh, tasha's situation and she kind of calls her out on on all of her lies what i i mean episode three yeah there was that whole beef um and like what to do with that situation but episode three for me it was it was mostly about Tariq's situation um and, you know, Monet became his supplier and now he's going to be distributing on campus. Um, and then she's also saying, like, you know, she she came into to his dorm, actually. And she was like, look, if you're going to be doing this, you're going to be in with us. You can't be with Zeke. So that's when he moves out. He moves in with Brayden. Um, but he's still being, you know, Zeke's right hand and he's doing his work for him. You know, he's staying up late writing these essays. Uh, Cause it's, you know, if he doesn't Stern comes in and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> Monet, you know, she calls her husband about the whole situation at kind of towards the end. And then she lets him know that, you know, Tariq is in on the, the business now. And then the husband calls Tasha and says, you know, if he makes any mistakes or he does anything against our family, he's as good as dead. And I think that's how like the episode ended. I'm pretty sure. But um, it was definitely that scene also where Drew and Kane were going up to meet with, um, what was it? A distributor supplier whatever of their products. And then, uh, you know, Kane was tailing Drew because Monet gave the assignment to Drew. Oh, he walks into the GTG uh, like hangout spot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Drew like kind of didn't really have a grasp on the situation. I mean, he, you know, Kane didn't have to step in and go all Tommy like, but that's what happened. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's kind of where the beef between the two brothers starts, and then with Monet as well, and how they don't trust each other really. Yeah, I mean. You know, like they, they don't, I don't think they say it yet, but 
the like the the trust level in Drew because he's the middle child. Like it's not there yet, and you know they haven't had to do much with the business other than like keep their mouths shut and like you know do some stuff within the house, or at least Drew and Diana. Like Kane's kind of done more outside of the brick and mortar. Um, you know he's the enforcer kind of guy. Um, so now yeah. for like for Drew to just kind of go in there with no context like that and such high stakes. I mean, Monet was definitely trying to be hard on him, which is good, but like, she's just like, all right, figure it out. But he was maybe going to pull up the whole operation because he was going to whip out his weapon and then it was going to be like five against one, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's almost if Drew, if, uh, if Kane didn't step in, yeah, it would have been, it was chaos either way. So (laughs) I guess this progresses, uh, Kane's story. Storyline of being a loose cannon. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing about Kane is, it's it doesn't matter who it is. If he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't mess with you, well, if he doesn't like you, he's gonna mess with you, and he's gonna, you know, lose his his temper. Right. Uh, like like some other characters. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing new in this show, right? Um, also, to get back to Tamika, so. Um, she tries to say, I forget who it was, correct me if I'm wrong, but so she's examining Tasha because she said that Angela and her death was supposedly caused by Tasha because of the, uh, the yeah. order. The queen pin. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember they were in court and um thing with Tasha is she's going to say anything, you know, she doesn't really understand that she's on try you know she's on the stand um <laughs> she man, that's like, the thing she that's the thing about the, the show like yeah. they they literally lie on stand and then we just forget about it like that's that's kind of <laughs> something about the show that i'm like what is going on here because yeah. Dasha's like oh it was tommy then it was dre <laughs> and then it was probably ghost who killed ghost <laughs> you know for all we know whatever the hell she's gonna say so yeah <laughs> um I don't have anything more for episode three. If you don't, yeah, episode three was. I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't say filler, but it was. It was kind of a slower episode. Yeah. Um, but it starts to pick up episode four. Oh wait, how can we forget this? This was kind of funny. So Diana asks um, her dad Lorenzo if she could go to college. I don't know if she wanted to play basketball too, but at least go to college. And uh, she does that with a burner phone that she has that no one knows about. Oh, yeah. And then Lorenzo ends up telling her about it, Monet. And then she like, <laughs> I just find Monet to be the funniest character in this show. Cause she, she like takes the phone from Diana when she finds out and she just screams my house, my rules. I love it. Yeah. Monet's, I don't know, dude. She's also, she had, all right, look, Kane, <laughs> Kane gets his temper both from Lorenzo and from her. Like you can't deny that he's also becoming like her because she's very, look, she can make decisions quick, but she also makes decisions poorly at times. Um, as we see later on. And I think it's episode nine with that whole, well, yeah, we'll get there. Reek, yeah. Cause like Reek and like drew kind of call some of the shots too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, towards the end of the season, Monet is definitely losing control. So. But the thing that I do like about her and the family is that, like, it's kind of an improved version of 
of Ghost's family because it was always just constant bickering between Ghost and Tasha. Mm. And like, I understand that Tasha was kind of halfway in, like she said, she only did the accounts, but she still had like full knowledge of everything or she was supposed to Ghost didn't uh, hide it from her. But it seems like the kids are like, I don't know, maybe it's different because we found out about it too late. So it's different, but I mean, the kid, I I think she does a good job, Monet. I mean, she does a decent job, but Monet's kids are legit in the game. All of them for the most, like, you know, as much as she wants or Drew wants to not be or Diana, you know, they're also, they start going down that path too. Yeah. Which I think ghost did a better job of keeping them, his kids out. Well, for a time. Tommy, I'm out. <laughs> Told you about the game, yeah. Tommy. Literally every episode of Power, Ghost is out. Then he's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So episode four. Uh, Reek and Brayden uh, become the new Tommy and Ghost, in my opinion, for their online venture. I mean, it's it stems from Stern's husband, and they start that app. And I think Tariq is like, you get what, 15% or something like that? Well, he starts off, he's like, I'm a, he says 3%, then the guy goes 15, and then Tariq's and like, no, 5%. And then they're like, all right, you got a deal. Yeah. But then, like, later on, he goes, like, oh, I'm like, I'm Oh, he's up. worth more. Yeah. He wants yeah. more. But there's a reason Classic. why, there's a reason why, though, like, he gets ticked off and, and uh, wishes for more. Um, and also, it's kind of his name is Bash, I believe, his first name. Yeah. And uh, he agrees to have the 5%, but it has to be like in cold cash because Tariq is doing this all in cash. None of it's through wire transfers. Mm-hmm. So it's not proven to be like an LLC or something because then after Monet will yeah. get in trouble. Um, so math is uh, marijuana, econ is uppers, and chem is downers course correct yeah <laughs> i mean it's a pretty smart tactic you know i was like there's no way this is ac- gonna actually work because someone's gonna find i mean later on they do find out about it but you know for Not the really well um jabari does in like episode nine all right but, but like, anyways yeah you think you would think somebody would like snitch about it yeah but they're you know they're very privileged kids at that school. You know, they're there for a good time uh, as we saw in like the party scenes. But the thing about this episode was Sax and his, ne- uh, his niece, you know, Riley, you know, and then he puts her on the mission to go find out everything she can about Tariq. Observe and report. As he said four times, yeah. observe and report. Yeah. And you could kind of tell early on that she was not going to just do that. Because anytime that sort of thing happens, it doesn't go to plan. So you kind of see Cooper Sachs. He's trying to, he's trying to actually do it by the book, like that, um, like the dude from Transformers that's uh, above him, working for him on the case. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but uh, he, curly hair. Yeah. So he's like, everything's got to be the by the book. I don't want my job to be sacrificed. So Sachs actually goes into this somewhat by the book, and then 
Riley kind of screws it up and then he just has no chance to just keep falling down this path. Well, I mean, it's not really in the book though, because he's having. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An underage yeah. girl. Like, isn't she underage or is she 18? But anyway, I think she, they go like, to the same college. I'm not sure. She, uh, he like has her, you know, spy on, which you really can't do. I mean, Saks has a history of doing things his own way. Uh, right, but like it was kind of like a fumbled like by the book, like oh you're just observing and like because mm-hmm. like if she's you know if you're just around those people it could just be like a friendly conversation, technically. Yeah. Yeah, and then that episode, uh, Monet has Drew tail Tariq around the school, you know, find out you know how he's selling the product, and then. <laughs> Tariq realizes that's happening and then he just kind of goes about his day right off the bat. (laughs) And the thing is that kind of signifies how smart he is. And that was like a big thing for Monet that she liked about him, that he was quick on his feet to, you know, realize things. And I don't think she didn't even find out how he was doing what he was doing until like episode eight, which, um, you know, Diana, Diana. like, yeah, (laughs) Well, he finds out that he's getting tailed on purpose because, like, right, it's just right away. He's like, why the heck would Drew just show up to my dorm? It's yeah. not like it was, like, halfway through the art class that they go to. It's, like, literally right off the bat. It's like, oh, yeah, I know why you're here. You know I don't live with Zeke right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of funny. Uh, funny how, oh, it's funny how the Monet family, always, like, one by one, they all show up to the school. Like, episode, <laughs> one of them each episode. Yeah, was it? Uh, you mentioned Sax earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sax, he's he's a crazy dude. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of effective, but not really. I mean, he's obviously not by the books. Um, he thinks he's effective, and sometimes he is. You know, he gets his sneak attacks, but he's also not effective because you know he was seen at Truth by none other than who actually killed Ghost. Uh. You know, in the hallway, remember that? You know, Sax was going to go do the job, but it was already done, and then Tariq runs into him. And then that well, was like, leverage. Tariq wasn't holding a piece, though. He was just... Well, the piece, the piece was in truth, because... Like, there's no evidence that it was, like, really linked to Tariq, though. Because doesn't yeah. he hide it in that cubby in the corner of the hallway? Or something like yeah. that? But then he's the one that does it, so... Well, didn't he hide it for Tasha to take... Or something, yeah, because yeah, like yeah, that was a, a known himself. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Next, we have the so the class is reading the um, canonical studies class. They're yeah. reading a book called The Prince, and if you read it and you do well on your paper, uh, you will get the fellowship um, chance in DC, and it gives kids a perk that lets them graduate a year early. Uh, so Lauren's interested in it too. Uh, and so her and Reek, they spent a lot of time together in class. And so she says, Oh, professor Reynolds, uh, can you like talk about it with my parents? I don't really know why she invited him over, but then it just leads to him asking Carrie to come along. And then Reek's like the, uh, the optics guy, like just for fun or something. Yeah. And then, her boyfriend shows up the dude who is like working in or something. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was like a very weird encounter for Tariq because he was like, why is Professor Milgram here? And then like the two, like Tariq and Lauren, like they have feelings for each other, whatever. And then her boyfriend shows up. So that was great for him. Yeah, it was. And then uh, like always, Tariq slips away unseen at the end there. Yeah, like no one even says anything. Oh, where's Reek? Or, oh, where are you going? It's yeah. Just, cut to the next. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I have for episode four, um, Sax plans to find uh, Reek's payment method uh, for his mom's legal defense by mm-hmm. getting Riley to meet him. And then this is when you see Riley questioning Brayden and Tariq's every single move because they're at the um they're at that store where Zeke pulls up to and she's like oh yeah what about this about Reek where does he get his money where's his mom like what what about his dad and like yeah he's like why are you asking so many questions like we got a party tonight (laughs) (laughs) well hell yeah brother yeah (laughs) all American reference right there JJ um yeah if that's it, we can move on to episode five. Yeah, episode five was pretty good. Um, there's some tension between Jabari and Carrie that episode. You know, uh, they have a history together, obviously. Um, and now Jabari was using her for his book, um, which is kind of hard to pick up on the first time around that you watch the episodes. Um, but it is mentioned that, you know, he was using her for her book, but now that she's kind of done with him, um, that's no longer the case. And, uh, the thing about Jabari, you know, he has this book or he's, he's written a book and his publisher is like, you need to get something out there again now, or we're, we're through. So Jabari has to look for other methods of obtaining, you know, quality plot line. And that's where he kind of starts to use Tariq. So it's really interesting. Like I could talk for a long time about Jabari and his, his plot line is so flawed. I mean, not like not the, the what's written about him, but he as a person is flawed because he's using people without their permission to like document in his stories. And it's just, it's a, it's a mess, especially towards the end. As we, as we know, how much do you think he benches Jabari? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He probably it's probably one of those characters who transformed his figure before the show started. What? So he took some like HGH or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He he seemed pretty in shape, bro. I know they had him have that beard because they want him to appear like he's ghost. <laughs> like he's ghost. It was a clean beard though. It had the fade and everything. Yeah, and then this is the episode where they have the party, right? Yeah. Uh, I really Tariq. don't have too many notes for this. All I just have is like Lauren, Diana. That's about it. Well, the thing is, Tariq, it's his 18th birthday. And Brayden is like, all right, what the hell? We're going to have a party, of course. And, uh, you know, uh, what's her name there? Riley accidentally drugs Tariq. I forget who she was trying She's to trying drug. to get Brayden so that she could like get questions out of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she ends up putting it in the wrong or Tariq gets the drink. Someone gave because, it to him. Because Brayden like was like, Oh hey, how's it going? And then he switched the cups by accident. Yeah, and then Tariq ends up in Trace's room and then Tariq is literally like on the brink of collapse. And 
you know, Riley goes through his phone, takes a picture of his phone communication with someone. And then, um, well, that was the burner, right? With Tasha. Was I it? it? I think it was. Might've been. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it was like, it said like two, one, two. It was just like a phone number. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't a uh, person's name. Oh yeah. One, one thing about, um, is it not Riley earlier on, um, you didn't mention Kane and like, was it like last episode? Kane and um, this is completely unrelated, but Kane like beat the snot out of some dude for like talking to Monet, and he like he called her uh, a bad word in Spanish, and then oh uh, yeah, uh, um, well that's just another indication of um, Kane's, you know, yeah. Balakias. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kane Kias. Yeah, that that it just popped up in my mind. Kane, but, uh, of course, Kane, and then Kanan. I think there's an episode uh, <laughs> called Raising Kane. And then isn't the new yeah. re called Raising Raising Kanan or something? Yeah. That, so is Raising Kanan the next one? Or is it like the yeah. fifth one? That should be really good. I mean, you got to think that Ghost will be there in there and Tommy, right? You know, growing up. Shut up, Slim. Clearing <laughs> the streets. Shut up, Slim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the thing with episode five, the end is... Uh, you know, Tariq, you know, in his drug state and he's drunk and uh, he goes to the cemetery and talks it out with his dead father in the grave, you know, and Sachs, of course, being Sachs. Uh, he's got the tracker from Riley. Right? He got the. Yeah. And uh, he records Tariq saying, admitting that he, you know, killed Ghost. Um, so that becomes you know, a big turning point between Sachs and uh, McLean in which they, you know, they strike that deal at the end of the, and this was, I think this was the mid season finale. And then there was a break between. Yeah. And um, I remember calling you and I was like, bro, bro, <laughs> episode five, because episode five ending is kind of just the beginning of this show, in my opinion, because this is where it really heats up. And like Tariq is now the, like the focus of Sachs and, and uh davis and you know it turns away from tasha not really but in a way yeah every time i hear you say sex like i can't take it seriously because every time i just think about uh like the end of season five or six Fucking yeah when did when did lakeisha die was it end of season five or six well there were six seasons but like season six was all ghosts though basically no she keisha died in the final season Okay, so the the same episode where he, like Tommy finds out that uh wait that, did she wait I forget, no. I forget. here's the thing Ghost died at the end of season five but like they repeated like the yeah exact that's same way. that's what it was so I think I think she died season five finale might be wrong about that I don't know but whenever it was that that episode and then like Tommy's <laughs> uh, arguing with her when he comes home or yeah. when she comes home he's like hey yo Kish. I was talking to Kish, or he'll also say, I was talking to Six. But <laughs> you got pulled over by the feds. You mind telling me about that one, Kish? And like, I always Tommy. just think, but Tommy, they was going to take cash. <laughs> <laughs> I had no other option. So I always just think of like the New York accent onto the name of Sax. I can't call him just Sax. Bro. You got to call him Six. Sacks. Um, 
saxophone. Uh, I mean, it, it's spelled like that. S A X E. Saxacius. Yeah. All right. So, also, uh, from episode five, so Lauren shows up, and this is, she's like really expecting him to be interested in him. You know, they've just kind of been friends, and like they had that one flirtatious kiss or almost kissed before Malcolm walked into the dorm room. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. Was that when they were like on the bed, like laughing with each other? That was the second that, time. And I think yeah. that happens like, I think that was seven. episode eight or something. Yeah. So I don't think anything ever happened in the first time they were in the bedroom. They might have kissed. But um, so now Lawrence I mean, is trying yeah. to like follow up with it. And then like, out of nowhere, it's like Tariq, yeah. even though he doesn't, the thing is, is like, he doesn't really care too much for Diana in a love interest way. It's more about he wants to protect her because she's family at this point. But yeah. He's kind of torn. He's like, all right, she's family, but she's also like flirting with me sometimes. But then I got like my actual true love, which is Lauren. So he's <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And then that's he's why Lauren, that's why Lauren is. Tasha and uh, what's her name there is Angela. No, wouldn't Lauren be Angela since she's outside? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. And then Diana, but then the, Tasha, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's also um, the other girl that comes well, back she, later yeah, on. She, she's not, she's not here yet. I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. we'll get to her though. Um, so that episode, Diana is like. She's outside and like she doesn't like seeing Reek in that, um, you know, drugged up state. And then he's just like, "All right, I'll see you." Lauren, on the other hand, like so, Diana's fine with him, I guess. But Lauren like is fed up and she leaves the party. I think, right? Yeah, they, I mean, they all left. I don't and even I mean, know what happened to Drew. <laughs> well, Drew was, you know, I think was Drew there. He came, but I don't even. Oh, I think yeah. Everett ignored him or something. Yeah, that was when that was like after they had like sparked their th- kind of romance together, and then at that party, like they just or he uh, Everett ignored him, and yeah, then they like, tried oh, to talk it up? out outside. But then you know um, Diana came up, right? Yeah, and then Tariq came out, and it was a mess. And then Tariq went to the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else for five. If you do. <laughs> No, we can go to six. All right. So, the <laughs> the funniest character name in all of this show. Two <laughs> bit. <laughs> Two bit Kias returns. All right. This what dude. What about um Spank? Bro, Two bit Spank. Spanky. <laughs> dude, that name's Spanky. Remember so, Tommy rolled up and just capped him. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Dude, those glasses that he has like would always just make him look goofier. <laughs> so basically, two bit returns, and he's just got this smirk on his abs- like on his face when he yeah, because jail. it's always about him like trying to get out. He finally gets out, and he's like, "I'm out, I'm back." He like thinks he's Kanan, but he's really not. <laughs> like he's always got this devious smirk on his face because he used to work for Kanan, right? Because it was yeah, yeah, him and Spank. Worked for Tommy, who was also Tommy was working for Kanan. Right. 
And I think they were working for Kanan first, and then they started working for Tommy. Yeah. Um, so he returns. Uh, he's given transactional immunity, which basically means you could just show up, say whatever answer you want, and your demand, like, you have to be let go no matter what you say. Yeah. doesn't matter if you comply <laughs> to what was agreed on, upon before. Yeah. And so the funny thing you was... You do your part, and you, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no definition of your part, though. So now it's like, he says, he's like, Tommy Egan? I don't even know who that is. Who's Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> and and Sax is like shaking his head, of course. And then he's, they're like, oh, is Tasha St. Patrick like involved at all? And like, I thought this was kind of cool because I don't remember too much about their relationship from power. But like, he goes like, oh, I don't know her at all. And they like kind of give her each other like the, the eye, like. Like good, yeah. So that yeah. was kind of cool. Um, well, Kane visits his dad in prison. Yikes! And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, because it was after, and I think it was episode five that he like he hits Monet. Remember that in the house, knocks her down, and then that's why he yeah. goes and visits his dad in prison because he's like, look, she's out of control in his perspective. My mom's out of control, so now I need to go visit my dad, figure out what, you know, he's thinking about it. And, you know, they talk, and it seems like his dad's on his side. You know, he tells him, you know, look, you know, you're my son. You're the up-and-coming. You know, you got to do better than everyone else in this family. And then just as he's about to leave the prison, Kane, um, you know, the prison guards – absolutely just destroy him and teach like teach him a lesson yeah they were like punching him kicking him in the face yeah yeah and then sax finds out about the whole riley being exposed thing uh that she drugged Tariq. so he's like look i don't care what you're doing there stay away from both him and brayden and of course you know she doesn't do that because why would she do that yeah She's and right. that was the game where, like, that was the game where they were like playing chess in his room. Oh my god! And then as, Lauren as if showed was up. Was gonna lose that? Like, give me a break. <laughs> Lauren was it Lauren or Diana? Show up outside. It was Diana. Diana. They were like talking. She's like, "Oh, who's in there?" And he's like, "Nobody. I don't want you to worry about it." Uh, and then that's when she yeah. figures out about course correct, though. So, like that's yeah. when she calls him out. She's like, "Oh, well, you know, I figured like you had to." Like have some way of moving around. Like there's only yeah. two of you, or one of you. I don't even know if they know if Braden's in it. Not yet. Yeah. Because later, is it this episode? No, it's not this. Oh no, it is this episode. Later this episode, Kane finds out that Braden and Trace, like he just walks in on them fighting. And well, yeah, that's why that's why they're in there playing chess because they're waiting for for Braden to get back. They're like, where is he? And that's when Braden and Trace go out with Kane. Kane, you know, kind of abducts them. And he's like, look, you got to move this product. So Kane is on the, sh- I mean, Tommy, you need to move some product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Braden's out there and, you know, he adapts pretty quickly. He's quick on his feet. You know, he's pretty um, talkative for sure. Yeah. And he does his part. And then you see Trace, who's, you know, he has no clue what he's doing. Yeah. He's scared. I mean, they're both scared, but you know, at least Braden adapts. Trace is just, you know, he doesn't know what to do. I don't so, know if you, I don't know if you heard Trace say this, but he's like, it's it's just like Die Hard Three. 
It's just like Die Hard 3. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember Die Hard 3. I've seen all, like. That I've was seen, funny, though. Yeah. I've and seen, then, I remember the first one, and I'm just like, what the heck is this guy saying? They, like, they beat him so bad, Trace, and then they, you know, Kane is finally like, all right, go get him. Yeah. All right. Kane, that was, that was like, what even was that? Kane, <laughs> Kane just did some, like, wacko stuff because then, uh, Ramirez finds out and then he kind of lets them go. You know, he drives them away and is like, look, you, uh, he drives Brayden and trace away. Right. And he's like, yeah, look, but, uh, and then he has a conversation with, um, with Kane outside though. Yeah. He's like, look, you two, like the brothers, um, we're not going to speak of this again and you get to go, you know, right. Uh, because they don't want to, exp- Ramirez doesn't want to expose Kane. And Kane, like, he just drives around in this Range Rover, and it's, like, the most obvious thing. Because I don't know if it's later this episode, but his car's parked on the street, and then he gets, like, he gets arrested. And remember, he's wearing, like, the the Gucci, like, track jacket or whatever. Who, Kane? Yeah. He's, like, wearing, like, a lot of nice clothes. And, like, his Range Rover's just parked on the street, like, parallel parked. Like next to like Toyota Corollas and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that part. It's just like so obvious. <laughs> uh, and then this is also the same episode where Diana and Drew are being dif- disciplined by Monet to like sit still and to actually like not look at their phones. Yeah, and to do some work for. Well, once. Drew can't stand it, so he leaves and goes see it, to see Everett and like work stuff out with him. And then Diana goes after him just to, you know, say, look, well, because Monet finds out and then she's like, go get him. So um, she goes and tells Drew, you know, she found out, get back or you're done for. And yeah, I thought I mean, because I thought this was going to be like a pivotal moment for Drew's development, like because he, you know, it seemed like he was kind of over it at this point. It had been a few days or whatever since since the party. And then, like, he just starts hitting them up out of nowhere. And they're in, like, a desperate time for, like, the family's business. So he seemed like he was kind of going to be focused. But then he, like, five missed calls and, like, 20 texts. It's like, all right, well, clearly, like, he just – like, even Diana kind of hinted at it. Like, it's just like a late-night thirst call. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of gave in. So I I really lost hope for his uh, stability for the family, like – as the yeah. heir to the and, family. And you see you see that later, like with the whole, you know, thing where he gets hurt, you know, and then that's kind of his downfall. Yeah, but I don't think it was in a bad way necessarily though. Um, do you have anything else about episode six? I mean, to me, episode six, it was um it was it was mostly about the Kane dynamic, I think, you know, and the father, but um, and then that whole thing with the brothers going out with Kane. But it was mostly about a Kane. It seemed like that season or that episode. Yeah, because at that point he's already exiled out of the house, right? He's not staying there. He's at the uh, he's at his like girlfriend's house or whatever. Yeah, um, you don't really know what she is, um, <laughs> but he's like staying there and. It's kind of funny. She's like, he's just like telling me an excuse. And it worked the first time, kind of, for like a second. 
And then mm. the second time she's like, Oh, he's at another person's house. And he's like, I told you to use a different excuse. That wasn't, be- that wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah. And then they just whip the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So episode seven though, you kind of start off with Ken again and it's with him and his other affiliates robbing the church and the pastor beating, beating him up, taking all the money from the baskets and from the ATM machine. Yeah. Not a good look for Kane. And, you know, this is where kind of the, the Zeke and Carrie development thickens because back, we forgot to mention it back in episode five, I think it was, um, you know, Zeke, you know, takes his shot with, with Carrie or that was actually back in like episode three. You know, <laughs> well, he, t- he took a shot at like every episode. He's like, what's up professor? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris Milgram. But then Dude, he bounces every time he walks. <laughs> bro, when he's nervous, he's just like, yeah, prancing he, around. He prances around, like bites his lip. He's like, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then they like, you know, that's where episode seven, they're like sleeping together by that point. And, um, you know, that's when Jabari's on his, like, death hunt. He's like, oh, uh, you know, I think it's episode eight, maybe, that he catches. Like, he goes to see Milgram at her house. No, no, it's, uh, this is actually episode seven, I think. Okay, that, yeah. So, like, yeah. he, like, he, like, goes to reconcile, brings her flowers. And, and I thought and it was Chinese food or something. Am I, am I missing it? Maybe it's Chinese. But then this is where they're having, like, that, you know, the game in class. Uh, you know, someone's telling a lie. Yeah, the index card thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jabari realizes someone's in Carrie's house with her. And then he, like, forges one of the index card ga- for the game. And then it says, you know, one of the professors at this school is sleeping with a student. Um, and then that's when, was it, Lauren finds uh, Tariq, you know, that whole thing. He just gives it off. <laughs> the blood on his shirt. He didn't want him to see it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, if if you looked at like everybody else's, it's not like they had like poetic statements. It was like mango, peach, and like fruits. And then his was just this yeah. entire sentence. Like, yeah. It was like they could have done a better job with that assignment to hide <laughs> it. That was still cool, though. I mean, that the Jabari Carey plotline is really just filler until the end. Kind, I mean, there is good buildup. You, you have no idea what it's going to. Yeah, I mean, the end, you know, Jabari starts getting, you know, he's starting to track um, Tariq and all that stuff with his book. You know, he needs it for his plot, which is very cool. That's kind of like that leads up to the final scenes of the show or the the season. But um, yeah, what else for episode seven? Um, So Tariq, I think so. He's with Diana. And he's making out with her downstairs. Um, but then they hear that Monet's like upstairs because Kane is mm-hmm. not there to do the deals, um, like the, the pickups for the deals or whatever. So they like they go directly into the bar mm-hmm. and she they're like, Oh, uh, where's Kane? And she's like, Hey, I'm the head of this family. You don't care yeah. about Kane. And then after like he starts bad mouthing her, and then after like it just becomes all a battle like really quick out of nowhere and then she pulls out the piece and kills him and but like she was on the ground though like so she had almost died 
and they were making out uh reek and diana were making out and they like went upstairs i don't know damn that was episode seven wow yeah um yeah and then <laughs> monet loses her stuff again on uh Tariq. he's like what are you doing here and then they're like you know they're like it doesn't matter like you're you almost died and then they take out the body um isn't that when drew and him shoot the guy while he's in the truck and make it look like he was killed out back or something yes yeah yeah because Tariq was like holding the body up like above yeah him. Because he didn't want to like, and that's when the blood comes on his shirt. And then I'm pretty sure it's episode eight, the start of it, that he gives um, Diana. No, not Diana. I always get the mix up. Lauren, the index card, because he's like hiding the blood. He doesn't want her to see it when she's about to take his shirt off. Right. Yeah. I think I think uh, that was also the same episode that he tells Monet about course correct, because because yeah. when. Because Diana, Diana found out about it last episode, right? Yeah, correct. When um, you know, when she came to the yeah. front of his door, and then she tells Monet, even though Tariq is like, "Don't tell her," like, "Please don't tell her." Yeah. Then she tells her, and then Monet confronts Tariq about it, and she's like, "Look, you know, she told me about it. You're very smart for doing that that way. And if it's working, then keep doing it. Yeah. You know, but you know, if if you're caught, that's kind of it." It's like it's so weird though because you see Diana almost did it in a way to kind of see if Tariq would get in trouble and she calls him out Monet. She's like, You why are you trying to like snitch on him and get him in trouble like that? Like if he knows what he's doing, like let him do it. Like yeah. he's had no issues and it's like he seems to be managing just fine. So it's like uh-huh. weird how like everybody is so wishy washy and like they turn opinions like that. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh, and then episode 9 I think is uh 9 and 10 are obviously really good, but 9 if you want to move to 9. I mean that's when uh Epiphany came back. Remember, you know, Tasha's friend there that was running the uh the daycare with her. What about uh episode 8? Are, you, are we still on 8? That was all 7. Oh, that was all seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Eight. Uh, let's see what we got for eight. Hold on. Jumping the gun here. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything on eight? Well, eight is eight is when um, you know, it starts out with that scene where they're you know, in the room together. Uh, the tension builds between Jabari and Carrie again, and isn't this when? Um, Jabari starts to tail Tariq when he sees Drew. Yeah, and Drew's like in this weird ho- motel or something. Yeah, and that was like when Jabari was starting to catch on that Tariq is not who he's, you know, he's hiding things, which Jabari knew kind of from the start. But um, yeah, episode eight was kind of a pivotal point. Reek and Lauren were... They were butting heads in class. Remember that? Because they're like, they had the beef between each other. And then Effie showed up in episode eight. And that's when the whole thing started with, um, with, you know, Brayden fighting out about Effie's return, you know, um, you know, they're selling the cocaine on campus now instead of the other stuff. And, um, 
Braden wanted to get in on that, but Tariq didn't want him to know, you know, and then the whole thing with Tariq lying to Braden about it and then he finding out later on and then that beef between those two started. Yeah, and that's like the origination of the next, like the first God, Ghost and Tommy fight that they always have. And as you <laughs> see in the next episode, it gets resolved immediately. Well, the big thing about episode eight that we can't forget is, um, you know, the, the basketball game. Yeah, I was just about to say. It's the, the Zeke and, and Milgram, you know, they're, they're sleeping together. And then she's like prepping him for his game and he's all nervous for it. And they're outside. You know, he's like, he's like, my mom's is going to be, or my aunt Monet is going to be there. You know, she and, walks uh, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They and Monet knew right away, which is so funny because it's the same thing like Tasha in power. She always knows something's up. Right. And she gave her that Monet look like hell's going on here. And then at the beginning of his game, which, you know, we both pl- like basketball. So I actually really enjoyed that um, part of the, the, the episode when they show him playing basketball and just even the warm up, it was kind of nice to see because they never showed him playing basketball throughout the season until then. Yeah. It would have been cool. I mean, like just to have some game interaction to see if like Reek would do some distribution or something during the games. Well, leave it to 50 cent to put it in the show and then uh, have, you know, two bit jump back in at the end there. So Kane called the hit on Reek. Reek realizes someone, something's up. You know, because he went to get some drink or something. Wait, wait, before you go further, before you go further, yeah. Tubic comes onto campus. This dude's got to be like at least six two. He's huge. He's like very muscular, <laughs> dressed like an adult. Oh, and go, goes up to Lauren and her family. Like they're not scared at all by this guy weirdly smirking. And he's like, "Yeah, do you happen to know where uh like this so and so building is? Like, oh yeah, right over there. Oh, and would you also know know happen to know where?" Tariq St. Patrick's storm room is. Oh yeah, it's over there. Oh yeah, don't t- uh, don't tell him I'm coming. It's a, it's surprise. a surprise. He's my little cousin. <laughs> that was so just, sketch. Those eyes that he gets yeah. like <laughs> squinted. Well, yeah, it was homecoming week, so like the parents were there, and uh, they had to kind of hide the course correct. I don't know if you remember the scene, but there was one thing where one of the parents saw the envelope that course correct was in, and it was being delivered, and. Uh, they're like to their daughter, like they didn't believe that she was getting tutoring lessons or something like that. I don't know. That was the, um, that's the really smart girl in class. She's got the fellowship, but she always like, well, she'll like roast anybody in class. Yeah. I forget her name, but she's like comedy. She, yeah. She's so funny. Cause she'll like call anybody out, even the teacher, but she, uh, her mom like opened the door and she's like tutoring. Like, don't tell me you need tutoring. She's like, yeah, Oh yeah. no, it's fine. It's just a study guide. <laughs> Yeah, so that could have been disastrous if the parents found out there. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? Like, they're really not going to open it up? Like, but yeah. uh, so two bit though, right? To get back to um, the, the hit onto uh, that Kane sent onto Tariq. Yeah, so Kane is just getting jealous that he's that Tariq is getting more in with the family, you know, taking the spotlight. And um, Kane doesn't trust Tariq, Monet trusts Tariq to an extent. And, you know, Diana's a little wishy-washy with him because she has feelings. Drew is kind of indifferent about it. So that's kind of where they stand. Um, I think he's got confidence in him. Drew? Yeah, I think he likes him. He's not worried. Yeah. I mean, there's no sign that he's pulling any Kane stuff on him. (laughs) Yeah. But Kane calls the hit. Tariq realizes that 
the the guy there is following him. So he starts to run. He ends up in the pool. Uh, I think the the guy's hands get on a Tariq at one point, like he's choking him maybe. And then yeah, he's got the he's got the switchblade like up to his neck, I think. Yeah, and then um, two bit jumps. He like casually walks in, like not even in a in a hurry. He's just like there, and then he literally just like forces his head underwater and kills the guy. Dude, two bit unleashes just kind of lunges into him. That's my cousin, th- and throws him. Dude, like yeah. two bit, he just ex- like like he literally. I just like unleashes. that though because at least he like you know he came back for a, a purpose. Um. And then that's when uh, he was owed money by who that Tariq starts repaying. Was it Ghost? I think it is Ghost. No. no. Maybe it's oh, not. Wait, wait. It Remember because, be. because he's I like, think I think it is Ghost because he was like, look, that's now your problem. Yeah, you died. have to take care of it. Yeah. yeah. So on top of that, he like ups the pay in the ninth or what is it? The ninth episode. And he's like, look, I saved your life. You're going to pay me a bit extra now. And then that, that okay, episode, yeah, we'll get there. But Because yeah. two bit, the thing was is that remember when, Tom, um, so this is when Ghost and Tommy were like really feuding in season five or six. Um, and so Ghost was like, uh, he was trying to sabotage Tommy's like ambulance plan uh, in that like back corridor of a factory or some parking lot. And uh, so he gets two bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so two bit and Spanky are uh, in the back of Fenway Park. No, um, they're in the back of that place, <laughs> and like they're supposed to sabotage it. Tommy somehow like escapes the ambulance, and then two bit and Spanky like get arrested along with the rest of the crew. So I think that's what the um, ghost one, like was supposed to owe him back for. Yeah. So he ups it from twenty five k to fifty k. <laughs> it's like I saved your life every every like every week, wasn't it? Yeah, Some every week you don't have that. it. Yeah. So that was the end of episode eight, where that scene where Tariq almost dies, but of you know, of course, he's not going to die. You know what's funny though is like when he goes back <laughs> when he goes back to sit in the seat, um, he gets the water for Diana, and then he like he's like, oh, they ran out of nachos, and then he just like he doesn't even give him a dirty look, but he just like <laughs> looks straight ahead, and then Kane is like looking over uh, Monet's shoulder, like, how is this dude? Like what the like? How is he still alive? Yeah. I think. Um, all right. What do you think about the the dude with a painted face that gets killed? I understand what they're doing with the green air forces. Like it's you know it catches your eye. You could see it through a crowd. But like I wanted it to be a little bit more slick. Like maybe be like a brown pair of shoes that like had like one little off stitching or something like very. Yeah, you unique. thought it was like too <laughs> obvious. Yeah, like anybody's going to be able to see like green shoes walking at them. Like, well, the thing is, dude, that that's the that's the problem with Kane, dude. He's very reckless. No, no, this I mean, wasn't Kane. Oh, the kid. Yeah, but this is the kid that he hired. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He he's he doesn't care. He just wants it to be done now. <laughs> now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just thought it would have been cool because like it would have showed how much smarter like Reek is than everybody if he saw that there was like. Yeah, you know, a defected Nike symbol on his shoe or something like that. I don't know. Um, all right, uh, episode nine. You got some notes on that? You said episode nine, dude. Oh, this is when Kane. I mean, he continues to be rogue. Isn't this when Kane he kills? goes rogue? <laughs> well, the Kane arc 
Kane kills uh thing. What's his name? Ramirez. Rogue mission. <laughs> Goes on his own to kill, to kill Ramirez. Thing. <laughs> he kills Thing, Ramirez, in his fury of rage. <laughs> you know. Fury. Well, they had already been like conspiring to take out Tariq at all costs. And then Ramirez pulled some balahoopa. <laughs> Kane was like, we're not going to have any of this anymore. Unleashes fury, kills the dude. No more cop allegiance with Monet for that. So that was a big turning point. Um, and then, like I was saying earlier, you know, Epiphany comes back. They try to bring her in um, to get on the stand. And then when Tasha finds out that's going to happen, uh, you know, no matter what she would have said, it would have been bad probably. So Tasha gives um, Tarika a call. Is like, son, you know, this is a problem. Do uh, what, what did she say? She was like, um, take care of it. How you took care of it last time, you know, or something oh, like that. It was, you know, what it was, it was uh, treat epiphany the same way you treated slim. <laughs> slim. Slim. Up, slim. Yeah. So Tari goes and confronts <laughs> epiphany. He's literally about to pull the trigger and then he stops and he's like, you know what? I'm going to just pay her off. Right. So he, he gets her to go quietly. Does she, does he pay her off or does she just leave? He was about to mark her, dude. (laughs) But then he, like, he, you know, he actually did, you know, he liked her. It was a business partner. Like she just went to the daycare. So, um, he lets her go. Yeah. Cause he, he just realizes that all she wanted was money, like to support her family. Um, so the, he was about to kill her though. How did he get that money? That was from his endeavors with. F- that was right, which he owed to. Tubit. To right, but he also owed to Monet. So yeah. he chose that to save his life. Oh, and that's why he, he like tells Monet like, "Oh, hey, like I have to pay somebody else. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "I respect your honesty, but you shouldn't be doing that again." Uh, yeah. but, but like we all got things we got to do. Um, and then uh, we find out. You know, Professor Milgram, Gim Gam, it was actually a uh, former prosecutor. Yeah, okay. Like, what in the Rashad take Kias was this? What dude? in the Angela Balakias is that? <laughs> so, okay. The fact that she had to be a former prosecutor, like, it, just how Rashad used to be a cop. Why is I, everyone a prosecutor in that show? <laughs> it's like half the cast is feds. They're all feds. <laughs> I heard you was talking to the feds, Keish. <laughs> yeah, this just yeah. can't end well. So now, oh, that's when that's when uh, Tariq calls. Um, Does Jabari call him in? I mean, I think so. But I was I was gonna say he calls uh, Tamia. You know, to now be his new lawyer. Tamika, yeah. Tamika, yeah. Yeah, because. Uh, Dude, that was so. Did he hand her a one dollar bill, or was that like a? Yeah, ten? it was so like, she's you, like she was like, "Do you have a? Do you have a, a dollar, a penny, or something?" He yeah. was. He gave her a dollar, and she was like, "I am now your lawyer." Anything you say to me is confidential. He like he paused for like a little second, but I really didn't think he was gonna tell the truth. No, in that moment, I was like, "Yeah, he's probably gonna do it." He's he's in some deep stuff right now. He was like really in some deep stuff by episode nine. So yeah. I mean, and she's basically Plus, as much tied in with this now it is as it is because he went to her house yeah. and, and like 
like had to leave out the back door when McLean came. Yeah. And then uh, also Monet goes in and threatens Carrie, you know, in the office. <laughs> Dude, that was so, this is why I think she's the funniest character. It's because she doesn't take squat she's like, from anybody. She's like, I know you're sleeping with my with my nephew or whatever and, is going on here. And she's just like, um, well, oh, it's nothing like that. Shut up. I know this. Like, <laughs> yeah. She uh so the thing is though is that Carrie she's so they run that investigation thing uh where they do the anonymous interviews mm-hmm. and then uh, so like so I guess she basically is working for the family at this point because she knows Zeke has the future and whenever it says all that stuff she keeps like trying to push like the drunk narrative and then he like finally gets it after six times like oh yeah like I guess I don't know what I'm saying and then they're just going to exempt it. Yeah. Cause he was saying like, Oh yeah. Like, um, cause I think we we're skipping over this part, but the, they Zeke was at the club with Everett and the rest of the basketball team while they were playing. Uh, what's it called? Harlow over there. <laughs> yeah. Let's pop it. Brand new. That was sick. Happened. That was sick though. I liked that they played that. Yeah. But they had a remix for it. I, well, that I think that was, they like, they did this with a uh, uh, 50 song on the last episode too, Patiently yeah. Waiting. Or not Patiently Waiting, um, Many Men. But they like they kind of cut it so that like it fits the scene. So like he's like, I'm in the um, – he said, I'm in the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a, sharing a booth or whatever. So I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. yeah. The music in this show is pretty good. I mean, it's always been good from power and even now. Um. You know, I heard a lot of pop smoke uh, in this basketball team. (laughs) Leave it, dude. You know the subtle, like there's always a basketball something in this show. Remember with the Tommy and and Terry and Cash, (laughs) dude. Dude, that was the best. That is that is great. Hey, go uh, go foul out for me, okay? Five fouls. That's all I want to see. You're not coming home. Yeah, the coach was like, "What is happening?" No, it's just some other father, and he's like the heck you looking at <laughs> dude his voice and like mixed with his like persona it's just like so mysterious that like that I- i'm gonna bring it up but like tasha is so scared of tommy it's like the funniest thing like everyone's scared of tommy but uh in terms of episode nine um i think that's it yeah that was mostly it Oh, well, actually, hold on. I didn't get to finish the the, the basketball club and whatever. So uh, Drew ends up going there. He wants to talk to Everett. Everett kind of has the uh, little argue, <clears throat> argument with him off to the side. And he's like, hey, you know, I can't reveal, like, my uh, true purposes with you uh, as a mm-hmm. love interest because, you know, that could ruin my draft stock for the NBA. And, um, and then they, like, they kind of hug it out. Um, then they're leaving the club. They go into the parking lot, which I don't understand how they were like allowed to go like there without any supervision. I don't know, but that is college sports, I guess. <laughs> was that episode? Was that episode nine or eight? Might have been dude, eight, dude. I don't even know. Let's call it eight slash nine. <laughs> so, so now the GTG, yeah, that was eight. And Lil Guap comes, Lil and Guap. Uh, yeah, Lil Guap, and they. Uh, 
Yeah, so they were like about to bang up Zeke's knee, and then his career would have been over. Yeah, and like the fact that it was going toward his knee just like screws up everything because if it was just like his chest or whatever, it's like all right, we don't know who he is, but they know he's a basketball player, so it's like. Yeah, I, I yeah, I was like, damn, are they gonna really do him like that? Come I was on. so mad. I was like, Zeke doesn't deserve this. I want to see some of his mixtape highlights in the NBA. Maybe he'll be on the Celtics. Who knows? And, <laughs> and his family with Professor Milgram. Yeah. Um, but then episode episode nine. Um, what is it? Uh, Drew. That yeah, because episode eight is when that happens after the basketball game. Episode nine is when. Um, Drew gets shot, you know, and he, you know, they're in the bar and, uh, the drive by, they get shot up. But, but Drew proves himself though, as the, he's a made man, Paulie, <laughs> as Christopher used to say in the Sopranos, I was a made man, Paulie, right then and right there. So basically I think what Drew proved himself when no one even expected it, he, you know, um, low, is it low guap? Low guap. Yeah. So he's got the knee uh, pointed with a gun. The, the gun pointed at the knee. And, you know, he's like, you're not going to touch my uh, cousin like that. And then uh, and then he just attacks him, punches him in the face a billion times. And then, you know, he almost kills him until Zeke has to hold him back and, like, forcefully yeah. say no. So, I mean, that's, like, his coming of becoming a man moment almost in terms of the game. Yeah. Very pivotal moment. Um, I mean, when he gets shot in the, the bar slash speakeasy, um, <laughs> what is it? Kane comes rushing in and, you know, he's like, no, pulls the ghost key us there. Wait, when? You oh, know, it comes into the hospital. You mean? No, no, no. That no. I'm saying like in the bar at the end of the episode when Drew shot, Kane comes in and Monet's like, "Get out of here now!" Like if I see you again, that's it. Yeah, because he came in to see Drew, and then they think Kane put the hit on like the bar or something. When he really didn't, though, it was just the people he was working. Yeah, with. yeah. And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, when Ghost was in the, <laughs> so Tom was referencing that scene in like season four. Uh, um, where he's arguing with Tasha in the parking lot, uh, the same parking lot where they. Uh, end it was off just Terry an Silver. example of ghosts raging about literally nothing. <laughs> no, and then he says uh, something after. <laughs> yeah, he it's drops. Just hilarious. Yeah, yeah anger issues galore. Um, so yeah, they had a whole battalion go by um, playing the, house in there. Play, yeah. Go uh, go by the bar where Monet, <laughs> where it was Monet, Drew, this is, Diana, this is the, and Tariq yeah. playing house up there. This is the Coach Baker moment, dude. It's no, like, no, we'll save that for later. Save that for later. Dude, all right. Keep it stocked up on the shelf. We'll get to it. Um. So I'm glad that glad that you got it going. Um. Is there anything else from season nine, uh, episode nine? Because like, mm. I feel like we're remembering things after the fact. <laughs> I mean, no, that was kind of it. It was the aftermath of that whole, you know, uh, Drew raging over Zeke almost getting shot, Kane going rogue and killing Ramirez. That was at the end of the episode. Doesn't he dispose of the body in episode nine? 
of is Ramirez. That a, no, no, no. It's, I think, yeah. I it's feel like the, this all happened like episode seven and eight. And then like <laughs> this, like this disposal of the body um, for Ramirez. That happened like the episode after he killed him. Yeah. Sure. So it's got to be nine because I don't think there's too yeah. much going on at 10 with like Tasha. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it for nine that I remember at least. Yeah. Um, all right. I think Brayden and Tariq make up in that episode too. Yeah, they're about to like, you know, they were going to sell the cocaine together and then uh, Tariq was like, all right, that's it. No more. And then the whole Effie thing, you know, she was with Tariq and then she wasn't with Tariq. That was like seven, eight. You know, they had their things, their thing together and then he blew her off. So, and that was in episode eight. And then they kind of made up a little bit at the end of nine. Did they ever explore ventures with like her selling at Yale? Cause like the school, like they couldn't sell during parent week or anything or during the investigation. Yeah. They were like, Oh, she can make a whole lot more if she's at Yale selling, but I don't think they ever showed that. Yeah. Like, I don't think they like ever got to it because excuse me, they were too caught up with like a lot of other stuff. Um, so I think that's it for episode 10 or nine, excuse me. So we'll, nine, go to, yeah. we'll go to 10 right so now. 10. Um, what do Where you have for 10? In how? <laughs> well, bro, the biggest thing of 10, bro, bro <laughs> spit it out. Will he is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on. We figure out uh, who shot up the bar. It wasn't uh, well, hold on, hold on. We we're oh, screwing yeah, up everything. Yeah, we're screwing up everything. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, don't even say that. I think the the first shootout of the bar was like episode seven or something, and then episode nine was when Tasha finishes the case, uh, like the the case in court, and she says like Tommy Patrick Egan is the is the killer of Ghost, and then she gets out, and then that's when. The bar gets shut up. Remember? For the second time. And then uh, Tariq saves Diana's life at some point. Or... Bro, I don't think, I don't think to- she said Tommy was the killer because she said that episode one. And then well, I mean, she, she was did ab- say it in court, though. Yeah, but then uh, she was about to put it on Tommy again. And that's why he came back because he heard that she was going to do that. Dude, all I could see it was like I knew once I saw the yellow license plate, like I didn't even need to see the, the blue. I'm like, oh, I knew. How? I was like, yes, Tommy, little and Tommy. That's what Bert. I wanted to tell you about, but you hadn't seen it yet, so I was like, I can't spoil. <laughs> so, dude, yeah, I mean, we see the big reappearance of Tommy Egan in uh, episode ten, and. uh that really sets the pace for the whole episode because, you know, with the threat of him looming over Tasha's shoulder, uh, she also thinks she's also worried about Tariq, you know, and um, I mean, so much happens at the end of the episode. I'm trying to remember the beginning of it. Well, beginning of it, she gets out and then yeah, she, she gets to, out. She goes to talk to Monday at the bar and then she gets out and she, you know, um, Davis wants her to talk to the press and then she says something that she wasn't supposed to say 
or whatever. And then he reassures the press. And then, yeah, that's where it goes. And he, she um, confronts Monet, you know, telling her, you know, look, I want my son. He's out. You know, I'm out now. I he's mean, out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> she was, Monet was very, well, the, look, the episode begins with Monet shooting up. Uh, what's his name there? Remember they go and um her can her um her supplier or something. Oh um, it's the head of the GTG. I don't remember his name. Yeah, maybe he's Big Guap. I don't. Yeah, uh, he 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 was like he made some jokes and she didn't like them, so she yeah. just that was it. She killed him. But it was like, it was already a plan, even if he didn't make the joke. So because the yeah. um the the bodyguard that she had like outside of the yeah gates he knew was, like, and in, then in he took it. out the other guy yeah yeah so then. That is where they confront each other. And then isn't that where Tommy shoots up the bar? Because they're both in there together. I'm pretty sure that's when Tommy comes, drives by and shoots up the place. And then, um, yeah, that's what it is because Tasha and her both go down and then Tasha sees the car and is like, oh, Kias. Wait, did she see it? I don't know. I think they just show it on the camera. I don't think they should, like on the... Oh, maybe then that's what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. But um wait, hold on, hold on. Because Tariq no, it was not with it was not when Tasha and Monet were there. I'm telling you, it was the first How many times does this place get shot up? Because <laughs> Tariq knew it was Tommy. Or maybe it was maybe Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because, it is. It is. Because later get, in the episode, yeah. Monet gets mad. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, yeah. So then the, what happens is, you know, um, Jabari really does need stuff for his book. And he's literally, he asks, he calls uh, Tariq in and asks him, look, um, I, with your, too good, <laughs> with your permission, I would like to use your life story. <laughs> Uh, to write my book. Asher's on steroids. And Tariq doesn't really react to it. He just... Yeah, whatever. He's like, you know what? All right, bet. You know what? <laughs> and then the, 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 the security guy comes in and then Jabari gives Tariq the, the number to call him. Right. And then... Right. Um, which he later on calls him. <laughs> and... Uh, then there's that whole thing with Tommy and being tracked down by the feds. You know, they know he's back in town. Um, Tommy, we can't keep going around killing all these feds. You know, we got to lay low. Sax is in the car with Tasha. Yeah, that like that made no sense. Like at first, I was like, why is he in the car? But then you realize that like they're trying to set up Tommy. They're trying to get rid of. Yeah. And then that whole thing where he's cornered and then he escapes the explosion, which was I was like, of course he will. He's not going to die there. That's ridiculous. Wait, before we go further on this car chase. Yeah. <laughs> when when Tasha first goes to Tariq at school and she's like, we got to go yeah, now. We, we got to go, go now. now. And then, and then he was like, Tariq's like, well, I got you. And he, he's like, why? I got you. It's fine. And then she goes, Tommy is after me. Do you hear me? <laughs> Tommy is after me. And like, Tommy does not care who it is. He will come after anybody, even me. Like, the way that she like acted like it was like a reality show. Like Tommy is after me. And all I can think of is Tommy barging in to eat food <laughs> at the house. 
dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, you just think of Tommy when he runs over somebody in, in power. <laughs> like, he's literally the the reincarnation of uh, Polly Walnuts, but like, <laughs> even it brought to new heights. The parallels within this and Sopranos is immense. It is. Yeah, and then the the sax was like fiending to get Tommy, dude, like absolute fiend. And they track him down. You know, Tommy's like, "All right, you guys want to play? I'll play too." You know, and then <laughs> it's like he's there for a game, like he wanted to be there. Yeah. Well, he made the. He was like Tariq was like, "Oh, I have a plan that can get you, me, all of us out to you, safety." And then me, Tariq, Natasha, Tommy, Tommy was there. <laughs> Tommy was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll give you one chance." All right. Yeah. And then um, Tommy, like, I mean, the big thing that we need to get to is, uh, you know, the end scene with, uh, you know, they're in Jabari and Tariq are in the, the park there late at night. It's dark out and Kane shows up and Kane. Uh, well, first they talk, right? Jabari and T- um, Tariq are talking. And most he has the cash, right? Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah, he has the cash. He's he's gonna give it to to Tariq because he owes Monet anyways. Yeah. And then um, or was that money for like them to escape? I think it was for Monet. I think it was for Monet. No, no, no. So the money I think was to um have the rights to use his like stories as well. Yeah, but I know, but Tariq needed money for something at the end there. And I'm pretty sure it was either for Monet to pay her back or it was too busy. It was, it was something he needed the money for something. And yeah, maybe he had been done with two bit by that. Then. Yeah. Then Kane shows up and Kane. Did he plan on it? I don't know how Kane knew, but he was there. (laughs) He just knows. (laughs) Kane, Kane shoots Jabari, right? He, the first he time, and then he's bleeding yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Tariq reasons with him, and he's saying all this stuff about the organization while Jabari can hear it. But you were never Jabari's, my father, Jabari. <laughs> Jabari's bleeding out. Yeah, you were never and, my father. <laughs> and then Tariq is like, "Look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to handle this." All right. So he takes the gun from um, Kane, and then he has that little thing at the end there with Jabari, like why he's doing it. You know, uh, no, my so, father. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that he like actually told him like I killed my father. Like, like that was like he just exposed everything. Like, like a true villain. And Kane like, heard would, it, right? Or was Kane standing away that he wouldn't have heard it? So Kane was like around the corner, but they show yeah. him at the end of the scene, like, like he's like, oh, like he's kind of got his eyes open, like I heard everything you said. Like, so Kane realizes that Tariq is actually smarter than he thought in that moment. And um, but the thing is about this scene, I didn't really agree with the fact that Tariq shoots Jabari there. And this is what I was telling you about the other day where I was like, this doesn't really add up. I mean, obviously, he kind of like he's put in this situation and he kind of has to. But there's just no real build up to it, in my opinion. Like there is, but there isn't. And there isn't because all along, he's never really been. Like they haven't really been at with like beef with each other, right? Yeah. It was just kind of like the last resort kind of in yeah. 
I don't know. Could have been more climactic. Yeah, because he was like, oh, why would you think you can use my... It was just really instant, and it came out of nowhere. I don't know. They yeah, could like, have definitely done a better job there. Because if we had seen like the book like almost get published, like literally, because like, the, the book wasn't done yet, and if Jabari went further with it, and then like actually was getting like a marketing campaign and like a book tour and like taking credit for so much stuff and like earning way too much money. Like, like let's say you only gave Tariq like 50 K. Yeah. Or, and then like, it ends up making like 60 million. Like that's not a fair trade off. Like then at that point it would have like made sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I was a little, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some controversy about that scene why he would have done that there. But I guess he kind of had to because Kane would have he was that he was dead anyways because of Kane, right? Yeah, okay, I mean, so how does Kane know that he was there? Because like he doesn't have a tracking device; he's not Sax. <laughs> so <laughs> how does he know he's there? Like I don't know, dude. That yeah. was yeah. Tommy's like that too, though. Like Tommy knows where everyone is somehow. Yeah, okay, but that's fine because it's Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The cemetery again? That last scene when um, Monet shows up. No, 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 no. This is what it is. Uh, Tariq is with Tasha. Saying goodbye. Saying goodbye because he sends his, Tariq, uh, sends Tasha away. But Tommy's trying to get his kill. Like Tommy is trying to kill Tariq. Tar- yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. He's trying to get he's uh, trying to kill Tasha. Tasha, Tasha. He, trying he to kill Tasha. Vow. He has the vow not yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to kill Tasha. And then he sends her away and, you know, what Tommy's saying to himself, oh, you. And then. uh, Oh, I got you now. (laughs) Yeah. And then he doesn't actually have her now. And then Tariq. Is it? uh, Tommy just loses his stuff. And then Monet shows up and Monet is about to shoot Tommy. But um, Tommy is like look, if you let me go now, I'm going to hunt her down. It doesn't matter where she is. I'm going to get her. And then he's like, you ain't ever fighting her. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you smart kid. Like, And then Tommy realizes that Tariq has it in with the Monet's family, so he can't really do too much there. That's and then he just kind of, yeah. He kind of walks off. And then and then uh, Tariq has that thing where he, he's like, you know, Tommy, this is why the ghost name lives on. Or what, what, what did he say there? It was really cool. It was about, like, the whole show. Wait, didn't Tariq say, like, oh, I guess I'm, like, really living yeah, up to the name or something? He's like, the, the name of ghost will never die or something like that. <laughs> something like that. I forget. It was, it was a really good ending. I do remember when... Uh, when he has the gun up to Tariq and then uh, Monet comes behind and yeah. she like she's like, uh, or she doesn't say anything, but he hears it like the gun trigger thingy. Um, it's just the upper hand and a silver piece of metal. Like that was yeah. a great line. <laughs> Dude, she just has this like awesome, like out of attitude. I think it's great. And like Tasha has it too, but like, Monet's is refined. Tasha, Tasha isn't really. She wasn't the queen pin. All right, Monet is the queen pin of her family. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So yeah. it's like, not saying Tasha's a fake or anything, but like, you kind of see it more in action with, um, yeah, with Monet. 
Um, also, I thought it was funny was uh, when Tariq addresses Tommy the first time you see him like sitting against his car, and he's like, "Oh, I know you ain't seen me in in a while, just to come up in here and sit against my car." <laughs> yeah, we see cash for a little. There's something too. different about Tommy there, and that I could tell he was different in a way. How so? I don't know if you picked up on it, but it just seemed like. Maybe it was because we just haven't seen him in a long time, but I thought there was something off. Like he had changed a little bit. Well, he's taking he's care probably of like, kid. Yeah, that was cool. You could see Cash, like them two together one more time. Yeah. But I think uh, Tommy's going back to what, Cali now? Yeah, if he makes it there. Well, now it's like if she's going to go to Arizona or if she claims to – like they – all right. Witness protection wants her to go to Arizona, but she just wants to run away, right? So who knows if Tommy knows like where she's gonna go? Um, well, she's in protection. I don't know if she's gonna escape there. No, no, she is because, like, like Sack said in the car, like, oh, you know, your kids like they might have to switch schools every three months, and you got to move somewhere else because, like, if you can't keep track of your school of your story, especially as a kid, you have to move. And like the first I'm, destination is Arizona. I'm saying, I'm saying, um, Tasha, she's not going to escape her. Like she's under protection. Like she's not going to, they're going to have her eyes on her on, at all times. Yeah. I mean, she's going to try to escape though. Yeah. I don't know when, because I don't know if they're making the, uh, like raising Canaan next, or if they're doing a season two of book two, how that's going to work. I feel like it's going to be season two. I don't know because they probably should go through the whole show before they move on to another one. Yeah. Cause I, I don't want like one season spinoffs. That's kind of weird, but I did hear that, that, uh, the, like, like there was a couple confirmed actors for raising Canaan. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know when production is supposed to start. And whatever. But, mm. Um, yeah. So, that's it for the summary of the show. Uh, we can get into our uh, character awards. Um, so first off, our uh, our Coach Baker moment of the show. Uh, this stems, from, <laughs> as um, Tom knows this as well, very well, the, uh, the scene from All-American where you hear it almost every single episode. <sighs> well, it ain't looking too good, son. Asher's on steroids. I'm going to have to ask you to switch your urine test uh, so my son can play in the game today. And it's just a, a bunch of those that go on. And uh, it's a series of unfortunate events. Uh, Tom, what was your Coach Baker moment of Power Book 2? I mean, I think every character had a Coach Baker moment. But, I mean, I was just going to bring up the fact that Kane, you know, being the eldest son, uh, he had kind of had his Coach Baker moment where – you know, he was like, he pushes his mom down onto the ground. And then that literally it was where he get, he, they zoom in on his hand. He's like going to help her up. They literally zoom in on the hand because it's like a very powerful thing that that scene. And uh, she kind of, you know, slaps it away. And that's kind of, you know, the slap to, to, um to Kane for the rest of the season where he's on his rogue missions, no longer part of the family per se. So, it ain't looking too good, son. 
I mean, you can you could especially say it like when he gets beat up in the jail after Lorenzo. Like, yeah, whips him into shape. That's a that's a good one. Um, me, I think for the Coach Baker moment, <laughs> I was gonna have to say Trace. You know, he was always beating up on Braden. Like, mm. oh, you know, you're the like no one cares about you. You're the little brother, and then he kind of, uh, you know, came with whipped him into shape. Yeah, and uh, you know, definitely figured out that uh, Braden is very responsible and shouldn't be taken as a joke. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so next segment is the uh, Doug and Jem duo. <laughs> Now, now, this originates for me and Tom's love of the town, a movie that takes place in Boston, as we said earlier. And uh, they're um, so Doug. On, buddy. Stop acting like you care about Shy all of a sudden. All oh, you care about is Coke and Xbox. Now you want to play it off like you care about Shy? Come on, Come on. now. <laughs> know what your problem is? You think you're better than people. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm better than everyone in this whole damn town. Well, you grew up right here. Same rules that I did. You done? All right. <laughs> first things first. Who, who never gonna be. You who do you think you are? It's never gonna be me, me you, and you and your sister, sister and Sean and house, and house up there. there. Got it. Get that in your head. I'm tired of your one way bogus. You right. want to see me again? Come visit me down in Florida. And so basically, it's it's just that <laughs> scene and. Like that stems into, um, that stems into the whole funny scene. Uh, it's just so comedic in in a very dramatic moment. Hey, Doggy, <laughs> GI Joe <laughs> tucks his pants to his combat boots. So that was it, iconic. But also, then the the actual Dougie and Gem scene. So oh, yeah, is it Gem Jam? Oh Jim, yeah, Gem Jam. Yeah, this one, you know. He's a, real gem. Yeah, he's a real gem. <laughs> gem. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'll see you later, buddy. So he <laughs> And then he grabs his neck like to hide the tattoo thing. The shamrock, yeah. 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 So no, by okay. then it was like I believe that it's worthy of I didn't even give it the introduction, but basically Doug in that situation was the one saying that he can't be held back by his friend Jim, who wants to pursue um continue pursuing robbing banks in Boston. Uh, so Tom, what was your, uh, Doug gem duo of the, uh, film series? Hmm. Well, I think it was between, um, Tariq and Brayden. And I have to say that because, you know, that when they start fighting, you know, uh, Tariq doesn't tell him about, uh, about Effie and then, we are <laughs> they he finds out right and uh yep. you know it's kind of a whole mess and then there's that scene where brayden loses it on him for you know sending away his girlfriend and you know the lying all that and he never really finds out the truth even though she keeps telling him over and over again and then it's kind of like the breaking of their friendship together in a moment uh and you can kind of tell that if it happened once there it's probably going to happen again and it's kind of like um, what do you call it? When you know Doug and Jam, they're like, "Oh, you want to see me again? Visit me in Florida." But it's also like Tommy and Ghost, 
you know, their disparity between each other and how they're always fighting and that Tommy is like going to kill Ghost half the time in the show. You know, maybe if this show continues, this book too, that Tariq and Brayden are always going to be at each other's backs as well. Yeah, agreed. Again, I think I found a parallel with that too, is that like my Doug and Jim duo of this uh, season was definitely like Drew and Kane because time and time again, you see like Drew trying to go, I mean, you can even even argue that Diana, who Diana's kind of, Diana and Drew, like they're trying to argue that they should still have Kane in the family. And they yeah. keep going behind closed doors like, oh, Kane, stop thinking for yourself. It's always about you, you, you. And, you know, you're not like thinking in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's just Jem like thinking with the one way bogus, like just his way or the highway. And uh, you just see Kane making all these moves like he kills Ramirez. And what does that do? Just creates more problems. They're going to get more heat on them. Like, you know, Tommy can't go around killing feds. Probably got heat on us already. Because course correct is already getting investigated, kind of. Or no. Tommy, how many times are we going to tell you? We ain't killing <laughs> no feds no more. And so, all right, no, it's not even course correct. It's just the uh, the death of the guy from uh, from the, was it, with uh, Zeke? Who, who died that night with a club? Oh, um. Wasn't one of the guys that drew- and they just completely are there doing nothing. So who is your tub character? Of the Uncle series? Frank. Uncle Frank. He literally was the biggest tub of existence. <laughs> tub. He, wa- he walked in. <laughs> I was like, tub. Because this guy did nothing. He was there for maybe 10 minutes of screen time. They capped him and that was it. And he was talking spaghetti over there. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Dude. And then we have what's his face? His name in so his name in Fast and Furious is Han Lu. But his actual name is uh Sung Kang. Let me see what his name is in the show. I feel like he's always eating on these shows or movies. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Uh, it, oh, John. John Mack? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, his name Mac. is John Mack. Yeah. So, dude, this guy, like, I was expecting so much more. and He, he kind of just faded out. He didn't really do too much this show. Yeah, he, he just, like, threatened Cooper. He's just like, I got you this mm. job. Like, don't screw it Me. up. Me. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the Transformer over there. He was, he was tub. <laughs> Wait, oh, that No, he was good. He was intimidating Cooper a little bit more. No, nah, no, nah, he was great. Like, I... I really enjoyed his character um especially in the last episode or second to last when he just takes over in court yeah oh because like they're they're waiting on uh epiphany to show up and she never shows up because she got yeah, and then off. and then cooper does some kia stirring the courtroom and then they talk behind closed doors and then tasha goes free that was what it was right yeah all right i got uh, so guess much for it. book two Hopefully we get season two before book three. I think we will. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I will uh, catch you. All right, ghost. I'm out. All right, Tommy. I'm out. (laughs) Later, dude. Later.